Hello and welcome to Top Hole, the podcast about Eleanor M. Brent Dyer, the chalet school and anything vaguely connected. I'm Deborah Lofus and I'm a fan. The usual provisos apply with respect to pronunciation, spoilers and bonkersness. Please refer to episode zero. It's a Wendy week. Woohoo! Well, in fact, this is the start of a run of Wendy weeks because it took much longer than we expected to discuss every single chalet head girl. Here's where we started. Wendy. Hello. <laughs> it's good to be back. Right, before we start, I have a little catch-up on Café and Kuchen in Switzerland. Oh, nice. Because obviously Karen is going to be serving Swiss roll. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd thought of it that. It came to me in a blinding flash. That's brilliant. Yes, of course. Portion control is dead easy. Yeah, I think that's probably what she would have been serving. Yeah. So I was quite pleased with that. Um, so today we're talking about head girls. Mm-hmm. And our original plan was to rank all the head girls in kind of order of bestness. Which is a bit tricky, really. It's really tricky because we were going to do it using only EBD's books. Filling authors have been brilliant, filling in where she didn't write. Yeah. Particularly with head girls. But we thought fairer only to use EBD's actual works because the fill-ins are too brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're too good at making it all happen. Yes, so. yes. So we're going to leave those. Um, but when I came to do the prep, there's just, there's, it's not fair because you get some head girls. We we only get a term. We only see them doing the job for a term, um, and then we get others where we get five, four, three books. It's just it doesn't balance. I think it'd be really hard to rank them based only on what EBD tells us. Yeah, that does sound fairer because I was thinking about it and I'm like, there must be like five where Joey's head girl. Yes, if you can't camp. Whereas there's like, you know, one where someone like... Justin Tardy. Yeah. We're going to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not fair. So instead, I thought we could try and pick out the finest moment for each head girl. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yes, yeah. I think okay. that's quite good because that's doable on the information that we have. Yes. Yes, Okay. Uh, I have got a little cue card for each head girl here with my crib <laughs> notes on. Brilliant. I have numbered them 1 to 25. No, 26. There are more head girls than that, but EBD doesn't actually write about all of them. There are some girls we know from what she says. She tells us Daisy was head girl. Don't see it. She tells us Robin was head girl. We don't see it. She tells us um, Bet, I think it is, and Tyrol was head girl. We don't see it. So, so there are head girls there that we don't see. Mm. so so they're not in my numbering system that's fair though i think if we don't have any evidence of what they're like you can't really pick we can't a... really talk about them and also i needed to number them so that i could put the cards back in the right place when i'd looked yeah <laughs> that's looked fair i think that's fair <laughs> okay so we start with gisla morelli that's how we're pronouncing her name yes i was gonna say uh gisla 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 yeah gisla that's fine. I've Giesler's got a friend called yeah. so, we go. so we see her in action in two books, School and Joe of. Although she's actually head girl for four terms, I think. It's never really straightforward with EBD, so let's just move on. If it you is... think that's good enough for us. I'm pretty sure it's four <laughs> terms. Because she's that, that first term is the summer term. And then we have the autumn term, the winter term that are both covered by Joe of. And then there's a missing summer term. Right. And I, I can't imagine it being anybody else. Yeah. So that's all right. Yeah. So what do you think about Gisela? Well, I think she had quite a tough row to hoe because she was the first head girl 
and she hadn't been to a British school before. Yeah. So I think that must have been quite difficult for her to um, know what was expected of her and adapt. Mm. And also, if you get all your head girling uh, information from books... Especially, especially school books you're not necessarily <laughs> going to really get it so yeah. um, I think she did a really good job yes um, and uh, I seem to remember that she took the juniors in hand at one point yes she um, was good with the juniors she set the template I think yeah the other head girls followed yeah they looked up to that experience mm. of, of her head girling um, and I think from my perspective, remembering reading about her, I think she was very calm and diplomatic and wanted everyone to succeed. Mm. Um, and she didn't get flustered, which is mm. basically what you want from a head girl. Yes, yes. And it, because the other thing that Madge was setting up at that point is the, the idea that the prefects were operating with her delegated authority. Um, and one of the, the key things about having delegated authority is that you have to know when to refer back to the person that has delegated it to you yes yes and and knowing when to do that and doing that effectively is a really important part of it and Gisela does that really really well because when um Grizel is impudent she you know refuses to come she says right then this needs to go to madame and she she knows what she needs to do Mm. you know and, yeah, and that's really, really good. Yeah, I think understanding that line of delegated authority and and also by being rude to her, you're being rude to Madame. Yes, because she's acting on Madame's behalf because Madame can't be everywhere. Yes. So, like at our school, the prefects were the the head's representatives, mm-hmm. and if you were rude to them, you were rude to the head. Mm. So, and I think she took that really well and understood yeah. that really well that actually Madame needed to know this had happened mm. and deal with it, mm. Mm. which she did. Um. So there was, so that's kind of all in the first term. In the mm. second term, we've got... Um, oh, is it the second term? Might be the third term. In Joe of, anyway. <laughs> we've got the magazine meeting. Right. At one point, where Giza basically causes consternation by saying, well, I'm not editing the magazine. I've got enough else to do. And lots of people had automatically thought she'd do it. Yeah. But how can you do it effectively well, if exactly. you've got all the head girling yes, to do? Yes, you've I got just, other you stuff know, to do. Yeah. And your studies. Yes. And your um, rota on... Um, prep or whatever yeah, so, duties. Yeah. yes exactly so but she managed that meeting well i think because there were times when it got quite not raucous exactly loud i suspect heated heated that's yes a good word. yes and she manages that quite well um they also have the incident where joe disappears she's actually gone off to rescue rufus right but we don't know and it's geezer that organizes the search of the buildings to try and find joey um and and geezer can be really quite caring and tactful as well there's a, the incident where Madge has a headache and is basically in bed all morning and Joey's actually quite frightened and she Joey had got up that morning and they were starting their we're going to talk like Shakespeare mm, campaign mm. was that day and then Madge isn't there because she's not very well mm-hmm. and and that knocks Joey for six actually she's really not used to it you know not used to Madge being ill at all mm. and she's quite worried by it and, and Giesler kind of takes her off and looks after her yeah um until later in the day it becomes clear that is okay yeah and that's all right and i think that's quite a nice thing to do yeah it is very caring and thoughtful mm. i think it's that being able to understand how somebody else feels in a situation yeah and that's what makes a good leader isn't it yes so the best bosses that i've ever had have been people who can understand my situation without necessarily being in it themselves yeah and i think that is what makes a good leader a good head girl yeah so we need to pick a finest moment then for her it's tricky it is tricky i think probably her first week 
Right. Because she takes the reins yes. and leads by example to the other prefects mm-hmm. of this is what we're here to do and, and demonstrates those good leadership skills in the first week. And mm. I think she talked beforehand, didn't she? She was talking to the saying she was a bit nervous about it and she didn't really know what was expected of her. Mm. Um, and I think I think it's Madge that says, you, I believe in you or I wouldn't have appointed you, mm. or words to that effect. Mm. And I think she does take that on and go, okay, I can do this. Mm. I okay. Think starting... I think we'll Okay, Juliet is the next head girl that we see, only in Princess, although we assume she's been head girl for three terms. Right. Um, so Princess is a bit of a hop out of kin, that's the phrase, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that's what EBD would call yes. it. <laughs> in that it's it's not like other it's you know, it's got the whole Ruritanian princess thing going on yeah. in the plot and stuff. But it is like a school story in that it's got the whole new matron, horrible new matron thing going yeah. on as well. And the pranks and things around that mm. too. So so in that sense it isn't a hop out again, it's a normal kind of school story. But both of those things are quite big things for Juliet to have to cope with. Yes. And it's Madge's last term as headmistress. Yeah, which must have been looming large for mm, all of them. Mm, mm. Once they knew, yes, that there was consternation. Oh, why couldn't she stay till we'd finished? Kind yeah. of, you know. Um, so so she had quite a lot to deal with. Mm. And also emotionally, because Madge really looked after her mm. when her family hadn't. So yes. she sees Madge as a sort of mother figure as well as her head yes so there's a bit more at stake for her it's a bit more emotional for her mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. um and she probably understands a bit more how joey feels about yes. the whole thing because of that yes um but also that she's she's got that we have to deliver we have to keep a stiff up stiff up a lip or what have mm-hmm. you um she's got that sort of approach to things because of how she was brought up so i think she she uses that strength really well mm mm-hmm. Her finest moments, I'm trying to think. She's not really involved in the new matron issues. That's all Joey and Robin and Elisa Vita, isn't it? Mm. And the middles forming the society for the suppression of matrons. Yeah. Um, so Juliet's not really involved in that. Um, when Joe and Elisa Vita disappear, now obviously we, don't, we aren't in the school when that's going on. The chapters of the book mm. are about Joe and Elisa Vita, <laughs> obviously. Yeah and their adventures but i think you can imagine that back at the school it would have been tense times yeah fraught yes, i think is the word yes, i do yes, with with the head girl needing to take charge mm. um so yeah well, i think she would have been would have done that well i think i seem to remember juliet being in charge of a prep where everything goes wrong and mm. everyone's naughty i can't I can't picture which book, which scene it is, or it might not have been her. But I can imagine her being quite good at discipline, mm. I think, and mm. keeping everybody on track. Mm. But it's hard because we don't get as much information about her. We don't, know, and that makes girl. it hard to pick her finest moment as yeah. well, I think. So we might have to park Juliet. Park Juliet. We could say at the very end when Madge goes. Mm. Yeah, because Juliet takes a leading role in that farewell yeah i think and coordinating that so so perhaps that then yes would be the goodbye to match that's quite a good one yes yeah, i like yeah, that okay yeah, yeah. okay grizel <laughs> <laughs> a testy head girl at best well yeah i <laughs> Very nearly not head girl. Yeah. Thanks to running off to see the falls of Schaffhausen. 
Yeah. Was it Fool's Eye? No, Shafazan is Shafazan, yeah. Well, anyway, she shouldn't have done that. Yes. And she knows she shouldn't have done that. Yes. And she realises fairly quickly how yes. stupid it was. Yes. Um, yeah, I, but she is her girl. And there's a reasonable amount for her to cope with. I mean, her book, again, covers two terms. Right. So that's quite nice, I think, because it means... I mean, because Cornelia Flower is arrives in the second of those terms, I think, doesn't she? So there's all that going on because Cornelia's really difficult as mm. a new middle. Um, but in the first time, she's got all that problem with... I call her Dira. Dira, I think. Dira. Irish plus childhood, it's Dira. Yeah, okay. the, Just Dira, that'll do. Yeah, so, so there's that going on as well. Mm. And, and one of the things Dira does is to burn her um, music manuscript... Right, and in that music manuscript was a letter from Joey, uh, from Grizel's granny. Yeah, which was very precious to her. Yeah, but in fact, I mean, Grizel's angry about that, but she's also quite matter of fact about well, it's gone now. Yeah, you know, she doesn't dwell on that particular. Which I think it's good. She doesn't make a drama out of a crisis. How about that? Yes. I yeah. Think, to be I fair think... to Grizel, and also I think actually probably her finest moment is the comeback of having been so terribly behaved before she took the reins mm, mm. and then comes in and just gets on with it and does it and does it yes. as well as she can yes. to sort of prove that Madame's faith in her and Mademoiselle's faith in her mm. isn't misplaced. Mm. And mm. I think, you know, that can be really hard if you've been an idiot to then yes. go and not be an idiot and do it right mm. is actually quite difficult sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I think probably either that being quite calm and... um explaining to Deera why she's upset but not ranting if you like mm. is is probably her finest moment or the coming in and being head girl and doing it well after oh, but there's all the brave stuff as well Grizel's really brave yeah because she does the rescuing from the madman firstly with Robin yeah and then secondly with Cornelia yeah and she also has that whole incident with the fire escape the fire in the hotel Oh yes. yes, she burns her hands, doesn't she? she yeah, burns yeah. Her hands all that, well, on her head. Yeah, yeah. It just comes off, doesn't it? Gosh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. She is quite brave. Yes, yeah, she is quite brave. I think probably the um, uh, the dealing with the madman is yes. actually the the scarier of the two. Yes, but yes. it must be quite hard to deal with a fire. That's also quite. That is quite a scary moment. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, and she was a, she was more aware of their peril than the others. As yeah, well. um, but there were other adults around. Yeah. That. So I think when they go back to rescue Cornelia, yeah, I think it would have to be, because um, that was a, a big deal, and they and she and Joey go without adults. Mm. I think do, no, they don't. No, they haven't. They have. Um, they go with oh, somebody's with one of the professors or somebody's with them because he makes them wait. Denny and goes on. No, it's um, Friedel von Gluck or one of the or Professor von Vittel one of those right one of those people because they they he's a, he's with them and makes them wait while he goes on ahead to see what's happened but even so it's still to have gone back to a place where they'd already had one frightening experience i think that's that's that's, that's pretty, pretty brave yes. i think that's quite a, a, a and it'd probably be a defining moment like when she's older mm. and realizes just how badly it could have gone mm. i think that's what bring that's maturity mm. that you get from that kind of experience on mm. so yeah, I think that's probably a thing she would look back on and feel that she had done well. Yeah. Well done, Griselda. Yeah. And she discovered the salt mines for the good of the vi the 
family, yeah, which or, is yes, never mentioned or again. Joe did. Oh no, there, there is some mention of it. And then in one of the later books, they go back and go down them on a tourist trip. Yes, yeah. Well, they might was... not actually been those salt mines. Might have been somebody else's salt mines, different ones. But but still, she discovers the salt mines, which is of benefit yeah. to the parish or whatever the yes. valley. So well done, well done. Okay, next <laughs> girl, Mary Burnett, who is described at one point as a born student. I always found her quite sort of quiet and, and not, I think boring's a bit unfair, but yeah. quite plain. Quite a plain. She's described as plain. Yeah. Um, a plain and a student. Mm. Which it just seems a bit odd for head, you know, we're not, there's not a lot of charisma there, put it that way. Yeah. But then sometimes you need a kind of, just a calm hand on the... Calm hand on the tiller. Exactly. Yes, what you're after. And she has quite a bit to deal with because she's head girl during Rivals when... There's the whole thing with St. Scholasticus on yeah. the other side of the lake. And Joey being really poorly. Yes, the accident, the ice accident. And I would say probably Mary's finest moment. She is the one that um, she has to massage Joey's heart. Right. After they pulled her out of the icy lake. And and that's a big deal for her to take that on competently. Mm. Just on simple instructions and save Joey's life. Potentially. Yes. Yeah. I think we'll give her that as her finest moment. Probably, yeah. Yes. Uh, the, but the next few books would have been really crap if Joey yeah. died. Apologies for the swear. <laughs> yes, yes. No, well done, but they Mary. would. Yes, they would. So well done. Serious, really. So thanks, Mary. <laughs> thanks, Mary. So, yeah, no, loads of charisma there. We love you. Yeah. On the back of that. Um, and there's the whole thing with the hike as well with St. Scholastica's when the shelf crumbles and most of the school and St. Scholastica's are on one side of it and they um, have to walk the long way around. Yes to get back mary's certainly on that trip as well and tries to have a head girlish sort of conversation with elaine i think it is the head girl of st scholastica's which isn't but that's more elaine's fault than mary you know mary's mm. doing her duty there mm. she knows what's required of her as head girl and elaine just doesn't respond in a nice way yeah really i think but also just dealing with another school being there who aren't playing the game if you mm. like or who are you know trying to lead by example to say that just because they're not behaving appropriately doesn't yes. mean we shouldn't behave yeah. appropriately yeah. and encouraging and leading by example in mm. being welcoming and kind and thoughtful and doing the right mm. thing and i think that must have been very challenging when everyone's complaining about it well yes and some quite... middles aren't adopting that yeah role of behavior like and... when they go out for a walk and they take up all the path and stuff yeah yeah and so having to take a, a sort of, you know, deal with all of that happening, mm. which is maybe relatively low level compared to, like, you know, bringing someone back from the dead. But mm. at the same time, it's it's a constant stressful thing to be dealing mm. with and that mm. can be just mm. as hard. Mm. But I'd, I'd still go with saving Joey, I think. That's yeah. got and to be. while Joey's ill as well, because Joey's not the only one, um, Maureen is as well, isn't yeah. she? Um, and they're kept at St Scholastica's and most of the schoolgirls from St Scholastica's, so certainly the middles and the juniors and moved over to the chalet school yeah so so for that period that must have been really difficult actually mm. at the chalet school because they're cramped quarters yes. extra people yes. around having to yes. put them into places in the school yeah trying to assimilate them in terms of teaching and sleeping and everything mm. else mm. that must have been really challenging for everybody but yes. particularly for the head girl to then be able to lead with another head girl around no because elaine was still Back oh, the seniors yeah, stayed, the senior didn't they? Stayed, yeah. so. But even so, she's trying to be their head girl when yes. she's not their head yes. girl and she still has to keep the peace, if you like. Mm -hmm. So I think that is really challenging. Mm -hmm. 
Too. And then in Mary's second term, it's like, oh, Eustacia turns up. Oh, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. That's why someone plain, boring and calm was in charge. Because they're going to need to be really yes. plain, boring and calm to deal with all of that, yes. you know? Yes. You can't make the head girl too exciting yes. if you've got other stuff at play. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we sort of take the mickey out of EBD and, and she does have some obviously large plot holes that you can poke your finger mm. through, but... I'd say she's quite good at balancing the characters with what's going on mm. and bringing the right people to the fore to tell the right story. And you couldn't have had a jazz hands head girl throughout all of that because you needed no. someone as a... Uh... Rock solid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the foil mm. to mm. the excitement mm. that's going on. Well, and because at the end of Rivals, you've still got Joey and co... Um playing pranks and yeah. flowering people's hair in the middle of yeah. the night and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and Mary's having to deal with that. She can't even rely on all her prefects to be sensible. Yeah. She's, like, got all the sensibleness. Yeah, for all of them. Yes. Kind of thing. And yeah. that couldn't have happened if she was a bit more of a wilder head yeah. girl. She wouldn't have yeah. been able to be the sensible foil to all that and say, what are you playing at? Mm. So, yeah, I do think that's yeah relevant. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're sticking, we're sticking with... Her saving Joey's life is a yeah, that's moment. definitely yeah, a finest really moment. Is. Right, and then we come on to Joey herself. So she is head girl for four terms, five books because they have guide camp over the summer as well. Yeah, um, she doesn't want to be head girl. Yeah, and she has a real moo about it she when does. she's told. Yes, she's not happy about <laughs> it at all. A reluctant head girl, but I mean, as Grizel was, yeah, to a certain extent, a reluctant head girl. So that's not new particularly um in her first term there's all that worry about the robin yes which i think does overshadow things for her quite a lot and she's still learning you know i mean six months previously she was flowering people's hair in the yeah. night you know <laughs> yeah so <laughs> she's quite young for her age in some respects when she takes on the role but i can see why they appointed her yes because she's got that charismatic leadership yes. that will be good at the helm yes but she's not quite there yet mm. and she needs to do that to understand the responsibility that comes mm. with that authority mm. i think she's got it by the end though because they have the trip to over amagow don't they to see the passion play mm. and um corny and evian co go off and play red indians yes and and joey writes about that to madge afterwards and has clearly been involved in dealing with it yes disciplining yeah. them um so i think i think by the end of the term She's got her head around it and mm. know what her position is and what she has to do. Mm. So so that's good. And then at camp, it's a, it's a guide camp structure, isn't it? Yeah. So it's different, I think. The fact that she's head girl is not as relevant to what's going on and how it's organised. Yeah, I think it's more about her and her friends being in a group together. Yes, because they're cadets, I think they're described as, yeah. in camp. Um, although there's something about... Grisel, I think, being rude to Joey or calling her child mm. in front of all the others and the staff a bit iffy about. But Joey calls Juliet and Grisel, who are both mistresses at the school now, or mm. the annex, mm. um, child and pranks them. So she's... Yeah. She's sort of asking for it, really, isn't she, in a yeah, way? You know, yeah, I think it's she, been fun. And also, her. she kind of... they Their relationship is closer than it would be to other mistresses or yes. other pupils yes. ex-pupils yes. because of their living arrangements yes. and because of their background together because mm. her and Grizel have known each other for so long mm. and um Juliet's been sort of half adopted mm. into the family mm. so it's different 
Yes. It is different. Her relationship with them is different. Yes. So I think, um, yes, as staff, I would be a bit iffy about it. Mm. But equally, I would let it go mm. and let them deal with it amongst mm. themselves. And Jerry doesn't always behave like her girl at camp because they've got that slippery slope and she just kind of sits, plonks herself down and, and slides down, down it. it whooshes <laughs> down it as though she's on a toboggan. Um, which is quite a childish mm. thing to do. I mm. mean, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> not going to argue with that, but... She's not always on her dignity, put it that way. No, but I think that's part of being at camp is, yes, that's true. you know, letting everything fall away and like mm. the leaders tend to do silly sort of prank things and yeah. be a bit silly and do, yeah. you know, talk silly or whatever and get get into the swing of being at camp and it being different and mm. being fun. Mm. Um, and I think people don't stand, You, it's hard to stand on your ceremony when you're at camp. Yes, because that's true. Because you're going to fall over in the mud at some point. Yes. So it's it's yes. not worth it. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons I would love camp because it's different because mm. everyone takes on different roles mm. and they mm. don't stand on their dignity. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Okay. And then we've got the autumn term and exploits. Um, oh yeah. No, the other thing you know, just saying, Oh no, Joey's got the hang of her job by the end of the first term. At the end of the first term though, she organizes a circus among the senior dormitories. Right. Which, so, Oh no, no, that's, that's no, that's the end of exploits because the ceiling has collapsed, causing a problem when the Lintons arrive after yes. Christmas. So, yes, so so Joey's still not completely grown up, even by the mm. end of Exploits. Within Exploits itself, Thackler's turned up, um, and a petticoat's catch fire. Evie blows up the chemistry lab, doesn't she? There's a whole bunch of them go to D. Rosen at half term and put on um, Tableau, don't they? Yeah. I don't know what the head girly stuff Joey's up to that term. Is that the one where they dangle the stuff off the roof? No, that's New House. Oh, okay. That's New House. I was I've just... told something else from her first time as head girl, though. That's when Biddy O'Ryan turns up, isn't it? Oh, Middles yeah. adopt Biddy yeah. O'Ryan, and it's Joey that discovers her. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And she's definitely in head girl mode when that happens. Yes. Um, and she deals with that quite well. I don't know what else happens in um, Exploits. It's not, and it is, well, I would say it's not a trivially exciting book apart from Evadne blowing up the lab and (laughs) chemistry lab and stuff. Um, Yeah. There must be the prefect arrangements. But it's not, well, isn't that where she starts to hand on the chalatean or chalation to Eustacia? Oh, yes, that's true. Because she's like, I can't do it and be head girl, so you'd be doing me a favour to get her to do it. Um, And I think actually she does that quite well, because she kind of pitches it at just the right level that Stacey doesn't think she's experienced. She's being... uh... Well, she has to talk around the other prefects as well. Yeah. Um, And Frida helps with that. Mm-hmm as well um yeah that's quite a good thing to do um linton's which i talked about at length last week um she has a a big role in that in sorting out joyce yeah and in saving mrs linton's life yes fundamentally yeah talking about that coma um and dealing with the note passing the passing of notes Mm. that kitty and joyce and thackler have done and she deals with that very thoroughly. Yeah. Um, that's good head girly type stuff. Um, and then in her final term, it, it's the, got the new house arrangements. And I think that's that's quite a challenge. Yeah. For everybody. Mm. Um, because the middles are now in their own 
house. Yeah. And it's got a roof from which people can... Dangle stuff. Dangle stuff. <laughs> or smoke <laughs> or whatever. The no, they're not smoking at this stage. Not yet. dangling but... stuff, yeah. Um, but also she's split up from her friends, isn't she? No, no, Marie they're... and Simone and Frieda are with her. In the middle's house? Yes. Right, yes, okay. Sinclair's. They're all four of them are there. Right. Um, so that's that's quite nice and she's but she's in a they've got their own bedrooms they're not in a dormitory yeah and they and someone says i thought we'd all be sharing forever or something Mm. like that so i think that is quite challenging then it's nice to have your own space but it's also quite challenging when you're used to sharing your space yeah and she's lived at d rosen or at the school for her whole well for many years yes now, by yeah. this point. so yes it's most of her mem- remembered yes. life so yes. um, and she's got a horrible new matron to deal with as well yeah who just is not very nice i'm guessing ebd had real trouble recruiting good matrons because she's got a range of different <laughs> terrible matrons to choose from hasn't she it can't be one person did all no, of it and she split only, it all out only two bad matrons. yeah but it just seems like there's a lot of really bad matrons it just keeps happening all the time yeah um there's the st Clair's orchestra Yes. Cornelia playing the saxophone. Oh, the photo, yes. Yes, and the famous, <laughs> subsequently famous photo, yeah. Um, and she has a falling out with Anne Seymour. Or Anne snubs or says something that Jerry takes offence to. Um, which ends up with Anne falling off a cliff or something having to be rescued. And that's why Anne then isn't the next her girl. Right. Um, that costs her the head girl post, that whole incident. But that's not really a reflection on Joey's head girlship. Joey has a toothache as well, doesn't she, at some point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, does. She does. She, yes, because... And she won't tell Matron Besley that she doesn't like, but Matron Laurie spots it. Yeah. Um, because Joey's put rouge on, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And Matron finds out. Yeah, that's not Joe's finest hour. No, definitely not. No. no. And like I get it, like no one wants to go to the dentist, but mm. and it must have been even worse then. But that's um, it is quite childish, and I think that's what Matron says is like I thought mm. you were a bit more grown up yes, than this yes, kind of thing. Yes. Like, well, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm quite scared. I don't really like the dentist, which is fair enough. Yeah, it was very different than going to the dentist, wasn't it? Yes. So, what are we going to choose out of that lot for Joey's finest hour? Well, I would say name? probably um, saving Biddy Ryan from living in a shed is up there yes because the middles would have kept feeding her for a really long time and she would have been in living in a shed and hiding well, she's trying to escape at the point where jerry caught her yeah though. i know but she wouldn't have succeeded without the key so you <laughs> she'd know, have left at some point. she would but i think then what would have happened to her yeah whereas as true. it turned up joey was like you know if you're going to do it if you're going to adopt a kid do it properly yeah and you know make sure that she's got clothes and food and yes. you know entertainment and yes. schooling and yeah. stuff so and i think it's the making of biddy yes. certainly and it's Joey that says, now that the middles have done this, we can't just abandon this child. What are we going to do? Somebody else that suggests, let's do it as guides. Yeah. And they adopt her as a guide unit. Yeah. Fund her care and education. But but it's Joey that says, we need to do something. Yeah, we need so, to take yes. responsibility. As a leader, I think that's quite an important mm. thing to do. Mm. Um, I do accept that saving Mrs. Linton is a you know a formative moment, but I don't think it's quite good leadership. It's individuality that doesn't does happen that. in term time either yeah. as well. So I think we can part that. Whereas finding Biddy is a thing that mm. is a head girl situation mm. where mm. if it wasn't her that found her, it would have been brought to her and she would have had to deal with it. Yeah. And so being able to say we need to take responsibility for what we've done and to make sure she has the right choices in life 
um, and and also casting out to let others come up with ideas of how to do that. Mm. That's really good leadership. Mm. So I would mm. say that's probably her finest moment. Okay, all right, I'll go with that. I'll give her that. An entire episode's worth of discussion, and we haven't even left the Tyrol. There'll be more next time. You have been listening to Top Hole, written and researched by Deborah Lofus with Wendy Norford, music and production by Kit Lofus. You can find Top Hole on Facebook or contact us at topholepodcast at gmail.com. Top Hole is a Lofus Towers production.